My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> I'm your host, Angela. Hey, Angela. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? How's your summer going? Yay, Yay summer. Summer. <laughs> summer, summer, summer time. Yep. Summertime. <laughs> and How many songs about summer do you know? In summertime when the weather is hot. Oh, yeah. right I never think of that one. It comes up That's on my playlist one. sometimes because it? it's like a happy song. Yeah. And it, I've listened to it like once and it's like, oh, you like this song. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what I listen to a lot whenever I'm like bopping around the house and, and just doing just cleaning, mostly dishes. <laughs> um, I listen to like 70s rock. I love so it. A lot of Fleetwood Mac pops up. Nice. I'm like, yay. I am such a child of the 70s. I love, I love 70s yeah. music. It's the best. It is the best. Yeah. It's so good. I'm doing this class and it, Joe Cocker is amazing. Ah, yes, he is. Yeah. And I didn't know Very that cool. much about him. So oh. I'm like so excited. Yay. So, yeah. Well, that's so awesome. 70s music's great. 70s music is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, what's got you in stitches? Oh, okay. So guys, guess what we have on the farm? What you got? Okay. Uh, Besides 30,000 chickens. Uh, 31 <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 31. Yeah, 31 chickens is a lot. They're all running around the farm now, so they're all out. <laughs> and so every night we're like, 31. Okay. We've, we've got this. So, but we do have another new animal. So when we adopted our lovely spunky Miss Pepper, uh-huh. and if you guys are Facebook friends with me or have found me on Facebook, you already know this. But <laughs> when we adopted Pepper in December of last year, uh, we knew that she had a baby. The baby was about a year and a half mm-hmm. when we got Pepper, but we weren't offered the baby. We thought the baby went to another farm. We also thought the baby was a male, so that that meant that we couldn't have it anyway because we have an all-female herd and you oh. can't have males and females together. Yeah, no herd. mixing. Right. <laughs> so... We were kind of like, oh, okay, she had a boy. And, you know, she was kind of sad and, like, very spunky and just didn't really know what to do with herself. But, but but we found out a few weeks ago that she had had a little girl. Aww, and the little girl. girl needed a home. Oh, no. And so we were like, oh, obviously we are taking her. Aww. And so we got so excited. So okay, last week on Thursday... We were able to bring home Pepper's baby. Yay! So she's here now. We filmed the whole thing. So we have a cute little reunion. I saw video, that. And they're like inseparable. Oh, good. Inseparable. So we named her because we have Pepper. So we're like, we need a, a salt name. She's black. So I'm like, black salt? I don't know. That doesn't really work. And so I was like, what about Veruca salt? No, and so, so we cute. named her Veruca. I love it. And she is just as spunky as her mom but pepper is like so much calmer now the whole herd was super excited to meet her oh that's good and so they, they all welcomed her in right yeah. away and she is like sticking by mama's side Aww. it's so sweet to see them together that's adorable and she's she's much smaller than all the other ones and we already have a black alpaca named Mew Mew. and Mew so Mew. now we have two black and so like 
she's like Mew too because she's a little <laughs> little mini me. I Mew love Mew. it. Yeah. Oh, That's good. So cute. Yay! So she's getting along with the oh. bird instantaneously they were all just like oh baby yay because if you guys remember i i was supposed to have babies we thought that when (laughs) we got our herd we were getting at least two pregnant Uh, females with the herd but it turns out nope nope, that was a bust so they were fat they were yeah chonky chonky is what we call chonky i like it they yeah so no 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 babies of our own so we were making plans with another um, an, another alpaca owner who has a couple of males that she does breed. So we're going to breed them probably next year since we just got Veruca this year and she's the baby. Good. But uh, they're definitely, the girls are excited about babies. Oh, so they're really excited about good. her. The herd is so happy now. Pepper is so much more at peace that she has her oh. baby with her. And they are like together. That's so sweet. It's so wonderful it. and so sweet. So to how see many them. alpaca does that make it now? Nine. Nine, <laughs> Nine alpaca. You're gonna do a Christmas card, which you is, know the twelve tells yeah, us Christmas. Yeah, dress them all up as reindeer oh, and yes! then put a little red nose on Veruca. Beautiful. Uh, wouldn't that be cute? I love it. They would hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, mom? Yeah, leave me alone. Don't put stuff on me. They don't even like it when we put their harnesses on. We, we've been taking them on little walks around the property so that we can do harness training and get them used to just kind of walking around. They hate it so much. <laughs> They're Leave like, I alone. just want to be with it's the like herd. herding cats. Yeah, exactly. Because cats hate harnesses too. They hate it. They That's hate funny. it. That's uh, funny. Yeah. You say they're like cats, so. They're very much like cats. Just big they're cats. Big, big fluffy cats. cats. They're very curious. They want to be around you, but they don't want to be touched. Yeah. And they don't want to be messed with. Only if it's on their terms and they're very food motivated. So if you want them to go somewhere or do something, you got to take some snacks with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. So they're wonderful. I love them so much. Good. Yay, Yay, babies. Yay. Yay. Little Veruca. Veruca. So what's got you in stitches, Nicole? Oh, I don't know what to do for the fourth. By the time this is released... The 4th of July has happened. The 4th of July has happened. I hope you all had a good, happy Independence Day. Yay! But uh, I wanted to go. We were planning to go out to, what's it called? Solvang. Oh, Solvang is awesome. Yeah. So fun. We were planning on doing that, but then with with Matt's injury and problems, we were like, no, we're just not going to For those of you who don't know what Solvang is, Solvang is this cute little Danish town. Yes. And it's in the middle of kind of like wine country in Southern California too. So they have a lot of tasting rooms and stuff. And then they have this big, huge square in the middle of town and all these little Danish inspired shops everywhere. Right. And it's so cute. It's cute. And I've it's, never been and I wanted to fun. go. And for July 4th. They do a big 4th of July They thing. do. They yeah. have a festival where you can, you have to pay. It's like a carnival almost yeah. and they have a big festival thing. And I thought that would be fun to take the kids and there's hiking trails also outside of everything. And I was like, this is going to be fun. And yeah, yeah, no, we're not going to be able to do that. Aww. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll save it. And my kids keep asking to go camping and I'm like, I, I want to go camping, but, but dad can't, but daddy go, can't. Yeah. So so I don't know. So July 4th, I'm kind of open now. I'm just going to relax, I guess. There's always fireworks where we live. Mm-hmm. We're on a mountain, so we can look out and we see all, all the fireworks, the fireworks yeah. in the valley, which is kind of fun, too, to see that and hear it. So that probably will be our plans. But 
Yeah, yeah, we used to walk out our front door at our old house and see fireworks. Yeah. And just like walk out at night and be like, oh, the fireworks, yay. We don't know what we're doing for the fourth either. The last four years we've gone camping, but That's now that right. we're here on the farm. The farm. Yeah, we can't go camping. So we would go camping to this place called Shaver Lake, and mm. they do a big fireworks display That's in the right. middle of the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. We usually sit on the shore and watch the fireworks. That would be fun. I want to go to a lake. It's really cool, but... This, this year, year yeah this year we're not because well first of all when we tried to get in to get the get a camping spot it was taken it was packed, huh? yeah it was taken already so we weren't able to get a spot but we were like we can't go really anyway because we have a farm now we have all these animals and we don't know who to bring in to take care of all the animals so it's a whole other different lifestyle so we don't know what we're doing either huh so we were kind of toying with the idea with going to like the next town they do a the Fourth of July thing. Oh, so we might be fun. do that, or we might. It's gonna be hot too. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. We Finally, might just the sun's out. Stay here. I wonder if we go up to the top of our hill if we'll be able to see any fireworks. Oh, there you go. Maybe that so might we'll be see. fun. But yeah, we're gonna have a chill one too. Yeah. So happy Fourth, everybody. Happy Fourth. Hope everyone celebrated well. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> summer and that's man the end of the podcast and no. summer yeah <laughs> no summer's just going so fast i can't believe it's almost july already so i know it'll be july by the time this is released I oh know. my gosh isn't that crazy too crazy for too me. fast too fast too furious <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do that we'll watch uh, we'll binge watch <laughs> fast fast and furious. there you go there you go movie marathon whoop, whoop. i know my day will be on the fourth of july we Cleaning out pack a poop, taking mm. care of chickens. Out. You know, it'll be fun though. I really enjoy the farm life, so it's, it's good. Farm it's life, cool. Farm Enjoy. life. Well, yeah. I'm excited about our episode. <gasps> I'm excited about our episode too. <laughs> I love, I love this subject matter. This is part two of the series that part we're three. On. Part three. We're on part three already. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is yeah. We're going. We're going across the the country. We're not going in the country. We're going outside. outside and we're going all US. over the world. Wow. And to some interesting places. Oh, I can't nice. wait. It's gonna be fun. But before we do that, we yes. have to get stitching. Yes. Right? Okay. Let's get stitching. Okay, stitchers. So for today's stitch, I got this really cool new toy. More toys! <laughs> Yay, more toys. So staying in the theme of alpaca, I have a ton of alpaca fleece that I need to process. My goal is to get it all processed before they get sheared again next year. Oh, you have bags <laughs> of it somewhere, right? I have bags. Nice. Every alpaca has a ginormous, extra-sized trash bag that it's I don't it's and it's just I have multiple trash bags for each alpaca <laughs> but the for their blanket which is the part that you turn into yarn that's like the good part of the it's super soft and it's like their back it or they call it the saddle so it's like if you were to put a saddle on the alpaca that's the part that you use to make yarn with and then Got the rest it. of it you can use for felting or for other projects. So I'm it's probably going to make soft? dryer balls. It's not as soft. It has some guard hairs. So it's, guard it's hairs. the neck <laughs> and the legs and the and the oh, back haunches. Oh, got it, got it. So yeah. it's like thicker, huh? It's it's thicker. It's a little bit uh, wiry. more wiry and yeah. dirty. So yeah, that's that's not as good okay. to turn into yarn. It's got not it. as soft or it has the length that you're looking for. 
and or the micron, whatever, you know, I don't know. Ooh, a whole lot terminology. A whole lot of fun things that I'm learning right now. Okay. But anyway, I have bags and bags of blankets that I have to process. So I'm going to try to do that before next year or next sharing. And to help me along with that in my spinning quest, I got <laughs> my very first spinning wheel. Whoop, whoop. It is so cute. So it it's, is adorable. It's an eel spinning wheel and so it's an electric electric wait, eel wait, wait. electric eel electric eel isn't that cute so look let me show you the little oh wow have, there the, are the electric foot, eels on yeah, it on the foot pedal the little <laughs> emblem this is electric eel that's awesome and so it's not the nano it's i think it's um the six i think the sixth generation one but it's still a small little electric spinning wheel and let me tell you there's a huge learning curve on this spinning wheel <laughs> The first time I pulled it out and tried to use it, I when I spin on my drop spindle, I don't use any kind of leader rope. I just spin it onto the spindle and, you know, start spinning that way. Right. But on this spinning wheel, I had to use a leader to attach the yarn to, and I couldn't get it attached. I didn't understand how it worked. No. And then, so the whole first night, my yarn was all over the place and inconsistent, and I was just like, I don't know how to do it. It took me an hour to even try to get it onto are the Are there YouTube wheel. videos for there it? There are YouTube videos. Did that help? But yeah, so I wasn't understanding how the spinning wheel works, but now I totally get it, and I woke up the next morning, and I was like, I'm going to Oh, you had an epiphany. Okay. Yes. So what happens is that what I was trying to do when I first started spinning as I was just trying to feed the, the, the alpaca, I'm going to call it fluff, but it's really fiber, fiber. We'll call it fiber. Cause that's what it's called. <laughs> I was trying to feed the alpaca fiber directly through the, the hole and onto the wheel. Cause I was like, Oh, that's where the twist is added. The twist is added before it gets to, you have to twist it the first. Hole. Yeah. So the twist gets added outside of the spinning wheel and then you control the twist with your thumb and uh, pinch finger and then you move it down the yarn and then you let the wheel take it up. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, you showed me. So it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, how I yeah, do it. yeah. So I was doing it wrong. But once I figured it out, man, this is so much faster than Yay. a drop spindle. And my yarn is getting more consistent now. And so it's really, really fun. That's so So this cool. is going to help me in my quest to get all of the yarn processed. Yay. Before before next year's shearing. <laughs> so I'm still working. Are you going to dye this color twist. or no? You're going to keep it the color that it is. I think I'm just going to keep this first year all natural colors. Cool. So I have white, mm -hmm. which kind of range from white, white to kind of a white beige mm -hmm. or cream color, uh, depending upon the alpaca that I'm getting that from. So I have three white alpacas. Then I have Pepper, who's gray. I like so, gray. Yeah, that'll be really pretty. And I have two black alpaca now. Mm. And then I have a really nice kind of chestnutty brown. I like that color, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's really pretty. Yeah. And then I have a fawn-colored one, so like a lighter tan. Nice. So I have like really pretty colors, colors. to work with. Perfect. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep them all natural, but obviously the white alpaca and the cream alpaca will be the ones that I will dye eventually when mm -hmm. I want to start dyeing them. Nice. But yeah, that'll be a whole other ball of wax to dive into. Exciting. But let me tell you, spinning wheels are, uh, spinning spinning wheels. Wheels are awesome. Drop spindles, 
are really cool, but a spinning wheel is so much faster. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like having so much fun. I can't wait to wake up in the morning and use my spinning wheel. (laughs) And I'm like, want to do it all day long is just sit here and just do, 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 do. And spin. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, want to do it right now, but then I won't be able to podcast because I'll be so distracted by <laughs> we'll do it. do it right after. Yeah. I'll okay. do it right after. That's great. So anyway. Yay. Yay. So that's, I'm glad that's you figured today. it out. Oh, me too. Did you get it on Amazon or did you actually have to go to a website where um, they sell them? You know, my husband found it, Aww. so I don't know, but there are lots of videos about this spinning wheel and it's really simple. So if you think of like a, a nice big wood spinning wheel where you have the foot pedals and then you yes have, those look so intimidating right but this is just a little one that you can travel with I was it's gonna say it's sit, compact it's really compact and it you just, just have to have an electrical outlet right yeah electric yeah. oh it also runs on batteries so oh, sweet. you can also if you want to oh, take mind. it places with you there is a battery pack underneath this base cool. here that you can plug a battery into and nice. then, you know, you can take it with you wherever. It's very portable. Yay. And it comes with six bobbins that you, bobbins. and they're, and it's like all plastic. It sort of looks like it could have been, you know, 3d printed. Yeah. So, but, um, there you go. it's really, 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 really cool. I really enjoy the spinning wheel. I'm having so much fun spinning Good. and making yarn Yay. and uh, someday I'll sell my yarn when it's all made. So if you guys well, want to have it. our shop, yeah, we're we can sell yarn to put and crochet stuff yes. and everything in the between that yes, we can. So that's the goal. One day she sent me videos and Nicole sent me videos like, I want to do this. This oh, is like going to be farmer markets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I want to set that up, but we have to crochet a lot more. We do we have to crochet <laughs> a lot more. What we do is we'll take our kids to the pool on recording days and yeah. then we'll sit there with our crochet bags and crochet while the kids swim. Yeah. It's so nice. It's awesome. <laughs> Yay, summer. Yay. <laughs> okay, so that's what I have for stitch time today. Sweet. Well, is cool. It, should we dive in for story time? Oh, yeah, story time. Part three in our haunted asylums and hospitals. Hospital series. Here we go. <laughs> Please note, there's a trigger warning about self-harm, so listener discretion advised. Obviously, hospitals and asylums are going to be talking about some patients. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. We're going to start off in England. So there are quite a few haunted old hospitals and asylums in England. Jolly old England. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so old, right? Crazy old England. Crazy. But we're going to go to RAF, which I've talked about before, which is a Royal Air Force, right? Yes. RAF, Nocton Hall Hospital in Nocton, Lincolnshire. So originally, Nocton Hall was built during the reign of Henry VIII on the grounds of her priory. I am Henry VIII. I am Henry VIII. I am. I am. I got married to the widow next door. She's She's been been married married seven seven times before. And all of them was a Henry. Henry. (laughs) Couldn't be a Willie or a Sam. No, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, no. On a field trip when I was in fourth grade, Uh I was on a bus because we lived in England and we were on a field trip and my friend and I was singing that. Oh, really? Yeah. Our history teacher (laughs) was like, you guys got to stop singing that. I'm like, I'm sorry because we just keep singing it over and over and over again. So I love that song. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, So originally, Nocton Hall, like I said, was built uh, in the reign of Henry VIII. And again, the grounds of a priory, which is a small monastery or nunnery, sometime in 1530. 
Okay. Wow. So this is old. But then it was dissolved during the dissolution of the monasteries. And then sadly, the original building burned down, but was rebuilt in 1841. Now, cool is that there's evidence that when Nocton Hall was reconstructed in 1841, the building contained some parts of the old Nocton Hall. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So some of the foundation was still from the old one. Good. Um, and there's also a large old chestnut tree that was planted by Henry VIII's wife, Catherine, in 1541, and it still stands today. Dude, so, that is an old tree. There's it the is old. gnarly it's looking. It's big, yeah. Wow. Old chestnut tree, and that's kind of what Nocton Hall was at one point. Okay. Very like Georgian. Yes, yes. So during the First World War, Nocton Hall was used to house wounded American officers. Then in 1940, it was sold to be used as an RAF hospital. At this point, the Second World War had broken out in which the army was using it. But then it was taken over by the Air Ministry. In 1947, the hospital was opened for medical use with 740 beds. And the grounds at that time were used to provide accommodation for female officers. Oh. Yeah. Hey. hey. Nocton Hall remained the RAF hospital until 1984. Then the U.S. Air Force took the lease and Nocton Hall served their British-based personnel and as a wartime contingency hospital. I think at that time the Gulf War was happening. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. 1995, the hospital closed for good. And then sadly, in 2004, another fire broke out and caused a lot of devastation. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's just sitting there old and decrepit. Um, it still remains, like I said, so mostly the frame, but it is believed not to be empty, at least not the living. Oh. Yeah. So when Nocton Hall was still fully operating as a hospital, it is said that the ghost of a young woman was seen regularly walking down corridors. Oh, so wow. even when people were still there. She would just walk down the corridors. She'd be down the corridors. There was one room in particular that this go young ghost could be seen. And if someone was sleeping in there, they would be woken properly at 4.30 a.m. They said the young woman would be sitting at the foot of their bed, sobbing and speaking of a devilish man, quote unquote. Oh, poor lady. Yeah. Now, the rumor is that that spirit was of a young servant girl who used to live in the home and was seduced by the owner's son mm -hmm. when it was discovered that she was pregnant she was murdered oh my god so her that, soul is still at unrest that sucks so yeah, much poor little girl and i hate that that sounds like a very true story right yeah a servant yeah yeah oh man yeah, that poor, girl. poor girl the other well-known spirit to run the grounds is called the gray lady but no one knows exactly who she is even though she's commonly seen Oh, wow. So, some gray lady. Could have been from the 1500s. Interesting. Is she gray because she, like, is old and gray? Like, no, does she I think look it's like, she, like or she's dressed in gray? Yeah, probably. I'm going to okay. guess that one. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know for sure. Interesting. Besides these two main ghosts, some report to see many former patients still lingering in the derelict building. The website Paranormal Hauntings took a team to investigate back in 2019, and they believe they captured sounds of women humming and muttering in the matern maternity corridor. Oh, cool. So I didn't want to play. I tried to, I had the video up, and it was like 10 minutes long. And they don't show you where the part is, right? Oh, and I was so like, you have to like watch. For yeah, the and whole I was like, I don't want to watch like, this. Whole I don't thing. have time for that. <laughs> I, don't have time. I don't have time for that. Um, but what's cool is recently they took a drone over Ooh, it, pretty, and that's what it looks like now. It's really like half of it. See that? It's yeah, just yeah, mostly yeah. The it's frame. just the shell. 
Yeah. The shell of it, the interior is all gone. And yeah. I bet it's all like foresty and stuff inside of it too. Yeah. Well, well it's the, so cool. That video I was telling you about, they were just in like one area and it was just like, there's just stuff everywhere. Um, they were having to like move around things, but um, yeah, it was probably in one area where it was still kind of covered. So yeah. So there you go. Knocked in hall. Now we're going to Canada. Oh, Canada. This fits our movie theme today. Oh, man. This movie, dudes. We're sorry. <laughs> we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. So this is in British Columbia, and, and this is called the Tranquil Sanatorium. <laughs> That's like too long. It's, it's an like oxymoron, an oxymoron, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tranquil Sanatorium. Yeah. No, no, no. This sanatorium was built in 1907. And Canada, it was built because uh, to help tuberculosis patients. Mm-hmm. Here's a picture of it now. It, it's cute. It looks like it was. A, yeah. Yeah. It At looks one like point. It would have been like a really cute kind of cottagey looking. I don't know. <laughs> a really big cottage. Yeah. Really big really cottage. Really big cottage. But it looks very cozy. Yeah. Now the sanatorium was built in the Kirkbride style. If we remember yes. that. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This design, like many other Kirkbrides, had their own makeshift community, such as livestock gardens and farming fields, orchard, a dairy, a plant to generate steam heat, and a carriage shop. Steam heat. I got steam heat. Okay. That's a lot of S's on the podcast. Sorry, guys. Ow, ow, ow. Also, like some other asylums and hospitals I've talked about before, there are tunnels that run under the property that were used not only to transport dry goods, but to transport bodies out of the cemetery that is located on the property. Yeah, those tunnels, man. They had to hide them, those mm-hmm. bodies, yeah. Do you think that this sanatorium might be what the... Oh yeah, is. it could be. It could be. You're right. Tunnels underneath it. Because this was British Columbia, and yeah, I think on the map but, they were like that's where that's the area where they was. Are. Yeah. There you go. The building looked way different than that building. Oh yeah, way way different. Yeah. But this could be what they're referring to. Yeah. Interesting. By, yeah. By 1910, the hospital could accommodate about 49 patients and employ 12 attendants and four nurses. Let me guess. It can house 49 patients, but they're going to cram 300,000 people in there right? at some point. Well, later, the sanatorium did hold 360 beds. Oh, see, <laughs> you're yeah, so I was close. like, close on the 300. Yeah, there you go. 360 beds, yeah. By 1958, the Tranquil Sanatorium had closed its doors, but then reopened the year after to treat people with mental disabilities. Then the sanatorium closed permanently in 1983. It did open briefly as a juvenile detention center in oh, the 90s. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Great place to do that. Yeah. Uh, the abandoned site is now being used for agriculture since the land is still very fertile and it's known as Tranquil Farm Fresh. Oh. So know that if you're getting <laughs> some stuff from that farm, it used to be a mental asylum. Yeah. Interesting. But what's fun is they still offer heritage tours as well as set the building up as quote unquote escape rooms. So, oh, <laughs> well, that's fun. So the building still used like for fun. fun yeah. So they're actually using the building. Yeah. Now, the abandoned Tranquil Sanatorium is known as one of Canada's most haunted locations. Sadly, during tours, the guides tend to tell elaborate but false stories Uh, of the people who died there, trying to scare those who want thrills. Yeah. Yeah. They have to go, hey, this person died. No. Jazz it up. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But those who veer away from the tours have claimed to hear disembodied moans and groans, and others have even reported seeing apparitions wandering the grounds. (gasps) 
Yeah. Some have seen orbs moving erratically Ooh. around the property and hallways. Yeah. From Travel Zoo, someone wrote in, visitors claim to see a mother crying for her child on the sixth and eighth floors, while others have reported hearing the voices of kids playing in the children's ward and seeing bright orbs near the main entrance. Aww. Yeah. So It's sad that it's like kid spirits that you're seeing. Right. I'm like, sure during that tuber- tuberculosis times, oh, that yeah. makes more sense. Right? Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't during the mental or juvenile. Yeah. Oh, no. That <laughs> yeah, would be the worst. That's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're tuberculosis yeah. kids. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. They're, they're kind spirits. Yes. All right. We're moving on. So those are two brief ones. We're going to Sighing Poon Mental Hospital. Ooh. This is in Hong Kong. Hong Kong. And here's a picture of what it looks wow, like actually today. Look at all the arches. Oh, that's like today. Yeah, because I'll talk about why okay. it looks like that. It's so crazy. So many arches. Yeah. So this building once was a psychiatric hospital, but I'm going to dive into the more sinister details Uh-oh. of the building. So this was constructed in 1892. The Victorian building was primarily used as quarters for the European nursing staff of the civil hospital. Originally, it contained 10 bedrooms for the nurses, a matron's office, a chemical laboratory, 12 servants' quarters, another living, dining, kitchen, office, and storage facilities. In the 1940s, the east wing was then extended and six more arches were added to the original north facade, containing 18 arches, as you saw, yes. with a pediment make marking in the middle and turrets at the end to keep the structure proportioned. But then World War II broke out, a war. Uh. Japanese soldiers took the building over and then used it as an execution hall. <gasps> Where they would torture and kill rebellious locals. No. Yes. Uh. Yes, slaughterhouse. After the war, the building was then turned into a mental hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. This this building has super bad juju. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. In 1947, the mental hospital was the only one of its type in the city when the population in Hong Kong was at 1.5 million people. This particular building was the female block of the mental hospital, then continued to function as such until the Castle Peak Mental Hospital opened in 1961. When that hospital opened, the mental hospital switched back as a day treatment center for psychiatric outpatients until 1971. It is said that two fires raged through the building at some point, causing accident, oh, caused accidentally by criminals. I'm guessing in the 1970s, because mm-hmm. due to disrepair, the building was completely abandoned. Oh, geez. Yeah. Then due to the amount of paranormal sightings in the building and rumors spreading far and wide, the building became popularly known as High Street Ghost House or ah. Haunted House and High Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. For 20 years, the building remained unoccupied, and finally, in the 1990s, Hong Kong government decided to keep the facade of the building, as you saw, Yes. but rebuilt a community center within it. Oh, goodness me. What? No. Right? <laughs> like, why Just would you do that? Just tear the whole, whole thing, thing down, nope. yep. sage it, get, like, bless that land, get reclaim it. There's yeah. so much bad juju on so that land. So much bad juju. Nope. Nope. They didn't. And the project was finished in 2001. Okay, community center, yay! (laughs) But people still claim to see spooky things in this building. Okay, most people claim to see a mysterious devil-like man (gasps) dressed in traditional Chinese clothing roaming the halls of the building. He tends 
to burst into flames. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe he caused the fires. Could be. Yeah. yeah. He just oh. yeah. Also, it is rumored that you can hear women crying because, again, remember, it was a female um, yes. area. And a lot of reports about mysterious footsteps are heard when no one is around and probably, worst of all, Uh-oh. tied clowns tied with (laughs) (laughs) that would be worse yeah but this is tied with the bursting into flames ghost decapitated bodies (gasps) that float by no remember this was an execution Execution hall hall. yeah oh no so they're still using this building even though you saw the facade right it's just the outside you know the crazy arches and things like that i would not want to go to that community center no no thank you i'm good yeah yeah that does not promote good community no i would not want to be there (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now we're going again. Uh, we're going to travel over to Australia. Good eye, Mike. Good eye. Throw another shimp. Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> shimp. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the bar. The now I'm going southern. That does not make sense. <laughs> I cannot do an Australian accent. You're close. Good eye, Mike. Good eye, Mike. As close as I can. The way that Australians That's say so their wide. O's. Um, I can't do it. It's like, oh, oh, there's like, there's so many vowels in the O. <laughs> so many vowels. Yeah. It's cool. I love it. I love Australian accents. I cannot do it. I can't, I can't do any accents. Yes, the only can. accent that I got, got well, I Southern. Southern. Well, duh. But, I mean, I, I <laughs> grew up talk, there. You, can, up you there. have a good German grasp of how to pronounce a little, things. Yeah. So I can pronounce things correctly in languages. I studied really hard to be able to do that. Yeah. But as far as speaking English with that type of accent, no, no I can't no. do it. <laughs> the, there's hard. only one accent that I sort of mastered and it was Russian and it was for a show that I did. And even that Russian accent was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Rosie. <laughs> My dog is currently so relaxed that she's sliding <laughs> off the couch. Her body is and I'm trying really hard to keep her on the couch. Right? You're so she's so she's like, I don't care. I know. <laughs> My, head's gonna, My head's going to fall. Okay. Sorry, Rosie. You distracted me. All right. So we're going to Victoria specifically, a nice rural city that houses what once was commonly known as the Ararat Lunatic Asylum. <laughs> yes. They just call it like it is. It's Ararat Lunatic, Lunatic Asylum. Yeah. But it formerly titled Airedale Mental Hospital. Oh, okay. So you'll see it on all the websites. It's either going to be, most of them are going to say Ararat or Airedale. Okay. But construction for Airedale started in 1864, finished in 1866, but patients were being admitted as early as 19, oh, sorry, 1865. So in the middle, it wasn't even done yet and people were coming in. This design was similar to the Kirkbride plan in which the asylum was built to be self-sufficient. There were gardens, orchards, a piggery, a market, and vineyards. I know they call it a piggery. I love that. Right? I love it. Piggery. Piggery. And vineyards within this confines of the quote-unquote campus. One pretty distinctive feature of the Airedale Asylum was the use of ha-ha walls. Ha-ha walls? Right? Have you heard of this? No. What is a ha-ha wall? I'll show you. It's an optical illusion. So from the front... You see the hospital. It looks like a regular institution. Everything looks cool, right? Yeah. But on the other side, the ground sloped downward so that the wall was actually very tall and impossible to scale. Oh, so ha ha. Yeah. You can't yeah, get around exactly, me. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Oh. So it slopes so much. And then that's the outside. See that? So yeah, yeah, the yeah. wall looks normal, but it's very deep on they, the inside. Okay. So 
to put this in perspective, if you ever go to the zoo and you go to like the lion exhibit oh, or dangerous yeah. animal yes. exhibits, they do this. They do the slope. Yeah. They do the big slope right before the wall so that they can't. They can't jump it. Jump it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. At its height, there were roughly 500 staff members working amongst the 63 different buildings. And Wikipedia states that there were around 900 plus beds. So this was huge. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. massive. Patients of Airedale consisted of the criminally insane, of course. as the government thought that regular prisons were not going to provide the care they needed. However, they started adding patients that suffered from mental illness. So it ranged from people with postnatal depression, oh, autism, no. anxiety, depression, PTSD, and Down syndrome. So oh. you had crazy criminals oh. mixed with normal people that just had some, you know, problems going oh, on. Oh no. Sad, right? That is not not cool. Good. So oh. when you combine criminally insane people with the other members of society, Aradell faced a lot of conflict and violence. Yeah. The they didn't like separate them and well, put them in separate wards. Yes. And the criminals were housed in what was called the J ward, but still you they weren't like because you had it was like a big confine. So I'm guessing they were kind of mixing sometimes and yeah, if Chaos. they were out at the piggery. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So if you had to do chores and things, you're surrounded by oh, man. all types of people. That's not good. Yeah. The hospital closed in 1993. However, the facility still housed female prisoners while Dame Phyllis Frost Center was being renovated until current management took over in 2001. Then in 2001... Thanks, Wikipedia. I'm going to quote them. <laughs> the Victorian government provided $7.4 million to Melbourne Polytechnic to establish a campus oh. of the Melbourne Polytechnic's <laughs> Ararat Training Center on the side of the hospital. Love it. 30 hectares of vineyard and 10 hectares of olive grove were planted in 2002. I had to look this up. A hectare is equivalent to 2.471 acres or yes. 10,000 square meters. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. learned something new every day. Yay. And an olive processing facility and winery were later built on site. That's awesome. Yeah. The first planting at the Ararat campus was of 28 hectares of vines, which produced the first vintage in 2005. Since commencing training and research at Airedale in 2002, Melbourne Polytechnic also established a 250-tone winery, a four-hectare lavender farm, hey. yeah, and extensive training facilities. The Polytechnic campus was established to provide a world-class wine and hospitality training facility in Victoria. <laughs> nice. So this old <laughs> mental asylum... <laughs> Well, used. I mean, we've seen mental asylums yeah, being turned turn into campuses. Camp, college campuses. Yeah, yep. because you got it. Yeah, we have one close to us. Yeah, yeah, Yay. yeah. So, yeah, they're just using, I don't think they're using the whole building, but they're definitely using the grounds because there's just awesome, so much though. there. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nice. But now there are regular paranormal investigations that take place in the old hospital with guided tours. Hey. Yeah. It is considered the most haunted place in Victoria, Australia. Oh, cool. Yeah, right? Yes. Now, not sure if this is accurate, but according to U.S. Ghost Adventures, through the 100 years in operation, over 13,000 inmates, patients, and staff died <gasps> within Airedale's walls. Oh, my 13,000 people. That's roughly, they were doing the estimation, like a hundred, it's like a thousand per year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hashtag because math. Because math. Dude, that is too many people. <sighs> Why? How? Why? That's so many people. That's so many people. That's a oh lot of souls. Gosh. So first, we start with the ghost of old governor of the Gale or jail, George Fidemont. 
1886, when the J word was completed, he was showing around a group of people. They started to descend the stairs when Fidemont was suddenly hit with a deadly heart attack, dying right on the spot. Oh, heart attack. Because I was like, you said J Ward. And I'm like, oh, that's where they put the criminal criminals. That just was built. Yeah. Oh, but he just wow. died of he a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Yep. <gasps> and just died right there on the spot. What? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fast forward to more recent times when a paranormal tour guide was giving a tour and they were in the old underground kitchen when suddenly him and the group heard someone walking up and down the stairs with what sounded like hobnailed boots, which I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing. Okay. Nailed boots. It's, it's a type of shoe. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's a boot. <laughs> The tour guide thought this was odd since no one else was supposed to be on the tour, so he called out a few times with no response. The tour guide then went to the open door, and to everyone's surprise, no one was on the stairs. Whoa. We're unclear if it has happened more than once, but people are convinced Governor Fidemont hasn't left the J Ward. Oh, it's and the there governor. He is, the governor. Next, we have the spirit of notorious inmate Gary David, known more commonly as Gary Webb. This is insane. Get ready. This is okay, my. I'm ready. This I'm is ready. my trigger warning. Okay? I have my like uh, ready pants. Ready on. pants. Okay. <laughs> Some kind of pants. Like what kind of pants do I wear for this? My ready pants. Your good pants. I'm ready. Gary did not fall far from the tree, as Gary's father, Rupert David, was a habitual criminal and pedophile. Oh, yeah. No. In and out of prisons and psychiatric hospitals. Gary's mother was an alcoholic. Gary and his siblings were placed in an orphanage at an early age where Gary at the early age of 11 started to commit various offenses and uh. even was diagnosed with psychopathic traits and personality disorder at the age of 13. Oh, no. Yeah. And in this early age, he began to self-mutilate a lot oh, to the no. point where he swallowed razor blades, <gasps> cut off parts of his ears and oh. swallowed corrosive liquids. Oh, Gary. 13. Poor oh, kid. poor kid. In 1982, Gary went to rob a pizza shop, but, but police think his motive was to draw the police into a shootout. Oh. Like, he, he just, he was like all guns he, blazing. He does not want to continue in this life. No. He's trying really hard to get somebody in to a, take him out. In a bad way. Man, Gary this shot, poor kid. Yeah, Gary shot the pizza owner and a responding police officer, but thankfully both survived. Oh, good. When Gary tried to flee, a news crew spotted him and he was arrested. Gary was sentenced to 14 years in prison. But while in Airedale, he wrote to the media constantly his plans of massacre where he would where he would be released. He called it his quote unquote blueprint. These details included assassination of prominent figures, poisoning water supplies, blowing up bridges, and even mass shooting plans. Dude. Yeah. In 1990, Victorian government wanted to protect the public from him, so they decided to enact the Community Protection Act of 1990, which would keep Gary incarcerated indefinitely. Now, according to Wikipedia, that legislation gave Victorian Supreme Court judges the power to hold David in what's called preventative detention for 12 months if the judge was convinced by evidence before them that David was still a risk to the community and likely to commit further offenses if released from prison. 
Okay. Yeah. David was an intelligent man with significant literary, analytical, and computer skills. Wow. But as he had a long history of responding to the most minor frustrations with violence, damage to property, and self-harm, and refused on principle to cooperate with attempts to reduce such behaviors prior to his re-entry to society, the Supreme Court repeatedly applied the legislation to continue his confinement. <laughs> okay, good. Year <laughs> after year. Yeah. Oh, and his self-mutilating... Did not stop while imprisoned. Oh. He was hospitalized 70 times after <gasps> cutting himself. Oh, yeah. gosh. Now, he attempted to sever his penis off, which he successfully did twice. Uh, and the third time, it had been severely mutilated, so doctors could not reattach, reattach it. it. Oh, dude. Dude. This guy had mental problems. Yeah, he did. In June of 1993, Gary Webb swallowed so many razor blades that it caused peritonitis. How is he getting his hands on I these don't things? Know. <laughs> I don't know. Officials, why, if somebody's like self-mutilating, like why? Would you put him in a padded room? Right? Wouldn't you? Yeah, you wouldn't give him things that he could continue no. to sharpen or yep. cut himself with. Yeah. No, I don't know why they they were like, oh, let him kill himself. I'm guessing, I which is know. really rough. But yeah. But but that's what he did. Cool. Officials believed he did this on pur purpose to commit suicide. Yeah. Well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he died on June 11th, 1993, at the age of 38. Oh, dude. Yeah. This Poor guy. Gary. Like yeah. I. I would he's terrifying mm -hmm. and yes he should have been locked up and but talk about a victim of your circumstances like his whole life yep. experience just down the drain poor guy from the get -go. from the get-go his dad yeah oh my gosh my heart yeah now there's not really much about Webb's afterlife or paranormal encounters just that he still haunts his former room at Airedale. Mm. He allegedly screams at visitors when they enter his room, and some have even been pushed out and oh, the wow. door as they hear, get out. Oh, wow. So he's still there, sadly. Oh. Next. So there's so much buildup about that. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that he's in his room. Bit. He's still there. Yeah. Next, it is known that in August of 1912, Dr. William L. Mullen, superintendent of the Ararat Asylum, was found dead in bed. The cause was suicide, another oh, one, no. by taking prussic acid. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know why. why? His former <gasps> office, yeah, I don't know. His former office is said to be an actively haunted room, as it is reported that when visitors walk by or into his, his office, they suddenly get a bitter taste in their mouth. Oh, weird, dude. Never heard that one, right? Oh, like a, a that's sensation. interesting. Yeah, no. Ooh. Gross. One infamous ghost that is spotted frequently in the women's ward is that of Nurse Carrie. She apparently worked in the asylum in the 1800s and did not necessarily die within its walls, but she returned in spirit to continue to take care of the patients. She still works there. Yep. She is known to watch over the tour guides as a kind spirit, and her apparition in a crisp white nurse uniform has been seen multiple times along with other nurses' apparitions. Oh, they nurse. typically, yeah, they typically walk through the hall and walk straight through stone walls. Oh, weird. <laughs> Sudden, uh, I mean, if you could, you would too. I would right? totally do yeah. it. <laughs> like, yeah, look at me go. Supposedly, Nurse Carrie is actually heard more than she's seen. And she's still there to take care of the lost souls of the hospital. Oh, sweet so, nurse. Good, good soul. 
Others claim to hear women's screams in oh. the women's <laughs> ward. Nope. And the shock therapy room on this ward uh. also causes visitors some strange sensations, like a tingling sensation on the side of their heads. Oh, crazy. Spooky, right? So you get like bitter taste in one room and tingling yep. sensations yeah. in another Yeah, so these one. are all different senses, right? <gasps> crazy. Yeah. And lastly, in the women's ward, people claim to have seen shadowy figures slip around corners and cross the halls. Oh. Yeah. Lastly, we go back to the J Ward, which is probably oh. the spookiest place. Yeah. Overall, this area gives tourists a lot of odd feelings from feeling plain sick to downright frightened for no reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would be too. Yeah. I think I would get the frightened and like, I feel like my heart would just be racing like crazy. Right. Like, get out. I want to get out of here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be there either. Some have been known to slip into a trance and they are only released from it when they completely exit the building. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I would not want that. Nope. It gets even spookier because some have claimed to have been pushed or even bitten while walking through the halls no. of the J Ward. <laughs> <laughs> bitten the biting no sucks. i don't want to be pushed yeah i don't want to be touched but like biting that's too personal no yeah too much for me Ew. and to conclude the hauntings of the j ward it is said back in 1859 three prisoners were executed by hanging in the exercise area then buried on the grounds because all three were hung for murder, they were not given a proper christian burial but only three small scratch marks on the prison wall oh wow just to mark that they died Oh, wow. Now, it is said that their souls are restless in the J Ward, causing a lot of the discomfort visitors feel. People claim to hear shrieking voices, and some claim to have electrical interference with cameras and other equipment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Burning the energy from the electrical, electrical yeah, electric, equipment. Yeah. So they didn't do any, any um, I think that the, our movie wasn't ba I mean it could be based in this area but I think they based a lot of what happened with the ghosts and the spirits and things off of the other ones that we talked about in America yeah. like the transalegany and yeah 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 probably because those were really more creepier yeah yeah so but not a portal to another world which we'll get into yeah <laughs> oh all right my last last hospital is in the Philippines in the Philippines and yo. I got pictures oh um so this is back when it was in the heyday yeah it looks like it was like a 60s 70s yeah yeah that's when it was probably taken yeah and yeah. this is what it is now uh-huh and i'll go into more pictures okay so the largest base overseas clark air base was established in uh oh i wrote this wrong angeles Pampanga, Philippines, in 1903. 1903. So yeah. At first, it was called Fort Stotzenberg under the control of the U.S. Army and then set up as a large airfield for the U.S. Army Air Corps. Then in 1941, the Japanese attacked during World War II and only nine hours after the Pearl Harbor attack, most aircrafts on the base were destroyed on the <gasps> ground during oh. an air raid. Yeah. So the Japanese were ready to just attack everything. Attack it, yeah. The base was overrun by Japanese forces in early January of 1942 and became the major center for Japanese air operations. Oh. So it was Japanese for a while. Yeah. But then in January of 1945, Americans recaptured Clark Air Base after fierce combat to liberate the Philippines. It was immediately returned to U.S. Army Air Force's control. So it had a little switch there. And there, I didn't put this in my notes, but there was this big, like, um, march for a lot of the Americans, uh -huh. like past Clark Air Base, like marching off so that they can go away. Like it was like the POW. It was crazy. Oh, crazy. Yeah. 
Um, my grandpa was in a POW with that too. Oh, I that, don't know if it was that specific one, but oh wow, he was a POW. <gasps> Yeah, creepy. Okay. In 1947, the U.S. Air Force was established as a separate branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, and the Clark Air Force Base was, oh, sorry, the Clark Air Base was a major U.S. Air Force Base in the Pacific region. Now, Clark Air Base had a small hospital throughout its history. However, the major hospital was not built until 1964. Yay. But when it was completed, it was equipped with ultra-modern medical equipment. Trained American medical personnel were present, and the hospital provided services for local Filipino residents as well as members of the U.S. military. Clark Air Base then became an important logistics hub during the Vietnam War, and the hospital was crucial during this war. Yeah. Yeah. I bet, I bet. Yeah, because so, it was close. Like, yeah. Yeah. Doctors and nurses worked nonstop to treat many wounded and injured soldiers that were flown in from the war sites in Vietnam. Clark Air Base Hospital had a state-of-the-art burn unit and trauma center, so the soldiers injured and blasts were provided with expert treatment. Oh, wow. So it was a great place for yeah. them to go. At its height, the facility treated about 17,000 patients a month. Oh, my god! And 35,000 dental patients. Dental patients? <laughs> had a dentist in there. But then in 1991, Mount Pinatubo erupted and caused significant damage to the base and the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah. Clark Base became covered in up to 12 inches of volcanic ash. Dude. 12 inches. A whole foot. A whole foot. Of ash. Just ash. Oh. Yeah, that's rough. That is. In November, the U.S. Air Force decided to transfer Clark Air Base to the Philippine government after the lease was not renewed. Soon, looters stripped the base hospital of beds, tables, medis medicine cabinets, wheelchairs, and oxygen tanks. Mm. At this point, the base was abandoned for a few years, but then later it was called the Clark Freeport and Special Economic Zone. And there is a second airport set up now on the old base. Note that the U.S. Air Force did return in June 2012 due to the Chinese pressure, but I don't think they stayed there long. It was mm -hmm. like, it was a quick note on Wikipedia, and then I was yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> Now, the abandoned base itself is spooky. Oh, I bet. Yeah. The Clark Museum is haunted by a serviceman who hanged himself <gasps> in the same location. Oh, no. Yeah. Another reported suicide of a serviceman that wanted to avoid capture now haunts the airport. Oh, no. And if you walk by the foundation of the old canteen in the early morning hours, you might catch the sounds of swing music and hear excited talk. Wow. Yeah. It's just a foundation, though, but you hear it. It's crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But the hospital is our main focus because it is claimed to be one of the most haunted international hospitals. Dude, that picture is crazy. Isn't spooky? Yes. It's like so <gasps> abandoned. Oh, no. That is, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even while the hospital was open and functioning, nursing staff and other employees reported doors opening and closing and even seeing people they didn't know just standing around and then would vanish into thin air. No. So that oh, was no. in operation. Oh, Imagine no. it now, right? Yeah. At one point, the hospital was sectioned off due to the state of de deterioration, but also because homeless and vagrants would complain of violent, unseen forces throwing things at them as well as <gasps> pushing them around. A lot of poltergeist yes, activity. Yes, exactly. Today, visitors need a special permit from the CDC to visit, but many paranormal investigators have visited the hospital's hallways. 
Now, people who do visit often hear screams and babies crying. Oh, no. I don't like the babies No, I don't. And there are countless reports of apparitions walking or floating around the building that resemble long dead soldiers wearing battle wounds. Oh, wow. Most of the time, people will claim to see doors opening and closing by themselves, as I mentioned, or hear strange noises coming from empty rooms. In the morgue, many oh. report hearing someone scream, help me, I don't want to die. <gasps> in the morgue? In the morgue. Oh, honey, if you're in the morgue, um, chances are you're not coming out of there. Nope, oh. nope, but that's what they hear frequently. Oh, man. Specifically, though, we have a ghostly nurse who has stayed in the hospital, just like the other one. Mm-hmm. She wanders the hallways, and you can see her in her nurse outfit, walking the halls or standing at the foot of patients' beds. The story is that she was killed during the Mount Pinatubo eruption and her soul is trapped in the hospital. She doesn't know she died. She's still there working. Exactly. (gasps) Then another frequent sighting is of a headless ghost Ah! that haunts (laughs) the hospital's operating rooms. What is told about this ghost is that they came in for surgery, but due to complications died on the table. Visitors claim to see a figure without a head in the operating room or close by. Why doesn't he have a head? I don't know. But he doesn't. I don't like. That. I don't like that either. Put your head back on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his like on. neck got severed. I don't know. Then there's the young girl spirit who plays in the hallways, but can be seen peeking out from behind doors. Oh. Yeah. No one knows exactly who she is or why her spirit remains, but she is seen frequently. Wow. Little girl. Little girl. Now National Geographic's. I wouldn't go in there. <laughs> I didn't know that was. I, I didn't know that was existed. It's cool. I love that. Right. That's I wouldn't cool. go in there. It featured Clark Air Force Base in 2013, where they interviewed real security guards that worked at the hospital with creepy claims of seeing ghosts late at night who would appear suddenly, ask for a cigarette, (gasps) then vanish. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just need a cigarette. But it was creepy. You got to watch it if you can. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't go in there. Ghost Hunters International have investigated the old hospital in 2009, and many YouTube videos that feature local urban investigators are up and running. Ghost Hunters International is the one that claimed this is probably the most haunted hospital. Oh, wow. Around the world, yeah. Yeah. The creepiest superstitious beings that have been spotted are created by Mambaba Ring, Mambaba Ring, also known as Mankukulam. This is so hard to say. I'm sorry. This is loosely translated to witch and witches <gasps> or summoners of death. Oh, no. And they are ordinary human beings who possess black magic powers. Uh-oh. And they like to torture and later kill their victims. No. Yeah. The difference between the Mambaba Ring and Mankukulam is that the Mankukulam do not kill. They only inflict pain or illness. So what they do is they take a strand of hair from their victim and tie it to an insect, which turns the insect into a medium, sort of like a voodoo doll. Okay. When the mambabaring torture the helpless bug, then the victim feels the torturous effects. Oh, no. They also summon the dead and insects to enter the body of these victims, causing death. Oh, no. So many people have reported seeing these victims that are infected by the dead and or insects roaming the grounds inside and outside of the base. Uh, uh, No. (laughs) Because this is a place with a lot of history. And it's empty and scary. So there you go. Oh, that's terrifying. I don't don't like that at all. (laughs) Philippines, what are you doing? (laughs) They got some crazy superstitions, man. 
Now, lastly, this is not in the hospital per se, but I thought I should include it in here. This okay. is cool. In 2014, someone commented, commented on Haunted Filipino Stories blogspot that they were a dog handler at Clark Air Base when it was still active. And near the bomb dump, which I had to look this up, it's a military storage facility for live ammunition and explosives. <gasps> okay. What? So it really is a bomb dump. It's a bomb dump. <laughs> yep. Oh so God. near this bomb dump, they saw something really spooky. They claim that before the bomb dump was there, a daughter of a farmer was killed by an American bomb. She was supposed to be looking for an American to kill, apparently. I don't know. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. This dog handler saw her and the dog did not alert. Like he wasn't like barking or anything, but uh -huh. she was floating off the ground <gasps> about a foot. Oh, what? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and there you go. That is the Clark Base Hospital. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good spooky. one to end on. Right. <laughs> Seeing someone just floating a foot off of, yeah, nope, I'm gone. I would peace out so fast. I literally would probably pee my pants yeah. right there. I'd be like, <laughs> no feet. Nope. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe not fully, but like a little bit. And then <laughs> I don't know why that one got me. That's, that that's why I left it at the end. I'm I like, know. Great. You're so good at that. I'm so oh, good at that. Nicole. That was, that was fun. So oh. there you go. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. There's, Like I said, there's so many more international hospitals. A lot are in England. There, But they... The international um, articles usually list a lot of American ones. I was like, I can't list those, unfortunately. Yeah. We've already covered a, a covered bunch a lot of them of that are listed. Yeah. So, But yeah, oh, if you wow. want to go travel around the world, there are a few places. I mean, it makes sense. These asylums and hospitals, there's been a lot of trauma and so a lot much. of energy that's just been left in these places. And then another thing that I saw happen was that a lot of these physical buildings have been hit by a lot of crazy destruction and devastation yes all the, oh. war fire yeah, yeah war volcano volcano <laughs> so much all kinds of crazy stuff so wow that was a fun series yay oh my Hospitals. gosh i don't like you i don't even like you when you're alive <laughs> when you're active let alone abandoned and spooky Oh, man. Okay, if you guys enjoyed our wonderful little series, please leave us a comment. You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Have Do you have any crazy experiences at hospitals or any other haunted asylum type place that you've been to? Let us know. We want to hear about your experiences. Theominousstitch at gmail.com. I'll say it again. Uh, you can also see any show notes or anything that you may have missed if you jump over to our Podbean, podbean.com. That is where we host our wonderful little podcast that we bring to you every week. So you can go to podbean.com, type in the Ominous Stitch podcast, and you can see all the show notes or any other episode that you may have missed that you may want to revisit. Hey. You can also click on a little button in the upper right-hand corner that says become a patron. We have some patrons. Yay. Shout out to Mike, Brittany, and Kate. Yay! We want to add to that list. So if you guys so feel like becoming a patron, just think about it. Join it. If yeah. not, we want to hear from you anyway because we love talking to you guys. So you can go to any of our social medias. We are on all the platforms, mostly Instagram. And um, sometimes TikTok, depending on, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how we're feeling. I'm just there searching. Yeah. <laughs> If we don't get distracted by just scrolling on TikTok, <laughs> sometimes so it goes there. But anyway, we want to hear from you. We love connecting with our community. Oh, my gosh. I'm tired now. But we Me still too. have one more thing to talk about. And 
guys, I don't like it. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Okay, so let's dive in. It's movie time. Movie time. My dog is going to fall. I'm literally holding her on the couch with my legs. She's still like, I don't care. And she's sound asleep. It's amazing. My dog is sound asleep. Your dog's so cool. And I am holding her on the couch with my leg. (laughs) This week's movie review is Grave Encounters 2. Released in 2012, IMDb has 5.1 stars. The synopsis, a film student who is obsessed with the movie Grave Encounters sets out with his friends to visit the psychiatric hospital depicted in the original film. And you can watch it on Freebie or a lot of other free uh, oh, options. yeah. Don't ever pay for this if you're going <laughs> to watch it. It should always be watched for free. Now, note, I even told Angela this yesterday. I was like, I wanted to watch The Grudge, yeah, the original 2004. Yeah, we should have paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> we would have had to pay four bucks. But yeah, we should have paid for it. But that's okay. We watched this for free, so we can tell you not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Let us do all of the watching. I was thinking this morning, I was like, I never thought that being like a movie critic or reviewing movies would feel like a chore. <laughs> until no until no okay so here's what i have to say about grave encounters 2 grave encounters 1 i enjoyed there were a lot of like fun exciting scares in it and, a lot of fun jump scares and the, the concept of it was interesting yeah, and, it was fun. You know, there was, and they like, did pretty good different... as a live like camera yeah as, you know. as you know and it, as a blair witchy yes, kind of the a thing that was, that was the point it was that it was an homage, this is found footage, this really happened, it's supposed to feel real. Grave Encounters 2 took everything that we liked about the first Grave Encounters and then made it super meta and then ruined the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. Uh, it just, it, it wasn't necessary to make this movie. It was not necessary at all. I'm like, well, for, I was intrigued. I'm like, how did they do a sequel? Did right. they find more found footage? Right. And they, mm, kind no, of, because not. he didn't die. No, but spoiler, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they're based in Seattle or Washington somewhere. He's this film guy, right? Yeah. A bunch of film students. Yeah, And they, and he's getting messages from, uh, death awaits. Death awaits. Yeah. A YouTuber. So YouTube has been invented at this point. Yes. This is nine years after 20, grave uh, encounters. Yeah. But it's funny cause it was released only one year after. I didn't like that fact. Oh, dumb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So that didn't make any sense. They're trying to cash in on any kind of success that Grave Encounters 1 had. Right. Maybe if they would have waited nine years, they would have had like a better concept for it. Yeah. Grave Encounters 1 was released in 2011. This was released in 2012, like soon after. Because they could do it because that's how the budget looked. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so they're this film group and then he's obsessed with it now, this movie, even because he gave a bad critique of it. Well, yeah. Okay. So in the beginning, they show a bunch of YouTube, like... I, they aren't even YouTubers. Social YouTube media. Is still young at this point. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of social media people jumping on and just being their own film critics and giving their own take on grave encounters because the whole thing is that 
they're talking about the movie Grave Encounters, like how we watched the first movie Grave Encounters, and they're like, this is a movie, it's all fake, and then, no, it's real, and do you see all these, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. theoretically, when the studio put this out, or the producer put this out, he gave all of the people in the movie fake names so that they it looked like it was acted right. and not real right. found footage but so that he wouldn't get in trouble, trouble. Yeah. with like oh look you are watching these people die yes. on camera no 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 it's all fake and so that's all the idea acting. That it's all acting it's all fake and then they start to discover that the actors and these are air quote actors <laughs> are all missing people yes. so they aren't actually anywhere and yeah. so this film student starts putting two and two together and he's like hmm conspiracy theory i think it might be real blah 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 <laughs> and then he starts getting these emails from death awaits yeah. messages from death awaits enticing him to further investigate this and so he decides to make it his film thesis like is this real so he's believing that this is real and so he decides brilliantly to take a film crew to the very asylum that everyone that he watched everyone die in I'm like if you think it's real why would you go go there why would you go there I don't know especially when he saw everything happen uh, right yeah yeah it was terrible and he's like <laughs> you know, okay I didn't tell you this before because I wanted to talk about it here uh -huh. so they're in Washington this is November December yeah and they're like oh let's go to Canada it takes two hours and then they go and they drive up and they're all wearing like t-shirts and things yeah, no. I was like it's freezing it's in Canada cold. at that yeah. point in December for crying out loud so they that that really made me mad like <laughs> everyone's like not wearing big coats or anything I mean, yeah, I know yeah. this movie's terrible. Yeah. It takes like half the movie to even get yes! to that point. To get to even you're watching the all this like really stupid college parties, yes. like dumb documentary oh, and stuff. And it's, and, yeah. it's bad. The backstory part of it is all bad and it's terrible. So bad. And it's supposed to look like it's, you know, they're college kids and they're being dumb college kids. <laughs> And then it's they so show pointless. like the, the the horror film that the one student is trying to make, and yeah. it's terrible. It's so bad. Everything is bad. Everything's bad. <laughs> Everything is awful. <laughs> Everything oh. is not awesome. Yeah. No. And do you? I don't know about you. Do you think this guy's like a poor man's Robert Pattinson? This kid didn't he kind of remind you of him? Yeah. Right. I was like, I couldn't get over that. I was that like, makes it's sense. all broody and yeah. like. No. So bad acting. And the whole time he's like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you, to the girl the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and then, spoiler, spoiler alert, he kills yeah. her. <laughs> it's like complete opposite. He's like, you've always wanted a dramatic death. Well, here you go. And so she just stupid. stands there and lets him do it. And the red door was stupid. Like, they made it, like, worse. I don't know. They and made finding the guy alive. Yes, Lance guy is nine still years alive. Later. Ten years almost. Yep. Ten years later. And he's crazy. He's living crazy. off rats and yeah. drinking toilet water and made a map of the, the place. I'm like, really? This is this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <It's, laughs> it was so dumb. It was so dumb. It did not approve improve upon any part Nothing. of the story. It just made everything so much worse. Yeah. And then the camera's like floating around all on their own. Oh, yeah. That's what got me. I was like, this is even worse. This is this is just cheesy now. It just kept getting bad. Yeah. Like they repeated some of the, the death scenes. And why would why would the kid get up 
to go pee by himself knowing like full well this whole hospital's insane and he went to go by himself to make a will and testament on a video his friend right yeah 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 yeah. i'm like who would do that who would get up and go by themselves knowing like go pee in the corner why would riley, you leave everybody who's in letter that's the one good thing about he's, <laughs> he's one of the hockey players in letter that's that's the best thing i can say about this oh, movie, this movie. <laughs> why would you separate at any point this is that's what stupid yeah and they're like we're not gonna get lost because we have glow sticks yeah <laughs> where's the ball? yeah where's the door yeah this movie was terrible they learned nothing they from didn't. the movie that supposedly they were trying to prove was real. right right and real and it just i don't know uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so how many stitches would you give this movie oh, nicole like a one Oh, it's one. I still give it a star. It's positive. Okay. One star. Because in some little kind of ways, it's still a little creepy. Others parts I was like, I don't want to watch this because I know something's going to happen. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, so they have a couple elements of like spookiness if you're actually watching this movie. Uh-huh. But it wasn't necessarily... it. it it didn't need to be made. So. It, it did not need to be made. No. I think the world is a better place Without. if you don't watch this movie. Yeah. So you don't need to. Well, how many stitches would you give it? Um, half. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slip stitch. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gave it one single stitch. Yeah. You gave it a slip stitch. Yeah. Okay. It's, I don't know. Fair enough. It was, you know, I don't know. I was spinning the whole time. I'm like, okay, this is my happy place. Oh, there you I'll, go. I'll spin. You could totally crochet to this. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to watch it, crochet to it. Don't don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I wanted to watch a better movie. I had so many other options lined up, too. There's, like, the new grudge, too, in 2020. But oh. we would have had to pay for it. Like, there's all these movies that we can pay for. But I was like, this was free. So let's so, just yeah, do it. We, we need to learn our lesson that paid for movies are paid Probably for a for better reason. <laughs> <laughs> a better option than these well ones. the fact that we're kind of continuing our series too that kind of worked out yeah, right yeah. so whatever yeah, no, just don't good. watch it guys we watched it for you <laughs> <laughs> oh man yep okay well i guess we're at the end of another amazing episode amazing so if you guys enjoyed it uh let us know we want to hear from you if you didn't enjoy it i was gonna say if you did <laughs> let us know too yeah we, we'll know. tweak things for you. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We, uh, we love talking to you guys. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm tired now. Me too. <laughs> Exhausted. And so I guess with that being said, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-huh.